<laughs> I don't know if that sounds cheesy to be like, and we're back. I just don't know how else to get into it. I could just be like, hello, good day to you. This is the Hoffcast, and we are back for another episode uh, coming at you. I got to be honest, guys, I am tired. I am tired. It is Thursday morning, and I am, uh, let's see, what what is the day? October 25th. Thursday morning, October 25th, and I am tired. This was, I was up late because I was supposed to fly out last night to Savannah, Georgia, beautiful Savannah, Georgia, Uh, but then I had a show get canceled that was supposed to be tonight, so now I just got to be there Friday, Saturday, and I I was up late because I had to change my flight to the same day flight change, $75 to reserve my seat. Now I'm going to be flying through the night, but I, (laughs) the only thing they had left was a middle. So I'm going to be sitting middle instead of my nice extra leg room window seat. Lean up against the window. Now I'm just just this guy trying to sleep without tilting his head and laying on the people next to him. That's all that's going to be is me like waking up every 15 minutes in my middle seat being like, ooh, did I just cuddle that guy? Did I, did I lay my head on her elbow? <laughs> and you know what? That should just be a pact. You should... On a, it's a red eye flight. Takes off at ten fifty. We land in Charlotte at like six in the morning. There should be a compact, no, a pact. Compact would be like a woman's uh, little little thing that she carries uh, to give herself makeup with a mirror. There should be a pact on overnight flights that whoever you sit next to and they should and they should line us up by size and smell. <laughs> <laughs> just like you guys all smell good you can be in the same row together you guys you're gonna cuddle stinky cuddles with stinky because i've sat next to stinky and i'm like yeah this is really not fair that uh that my fare came with a smell uh, <laughs> uh it should be a it should be a smell discount that's how they should that's how they should seat people it should just be you get into it you go buy one of you know they got the airport dogs there already so it should just be an airport dog that comes up and they're just trained to like know what smells good and what smells bad. They're not looking for drugs because some drugs probably smell good. Um, but, you know, they're just like lining us up by this guy stinks. This guy smells like like heaven. And uh, that that's how they should line us up and how we should board the plane. Not by not by row, not by how early you checked in Southwest. It should just be by smell. Get on board with that. By the way, big shout out to United Airlines. I don't fly you very often. I think your planes are kind of old. I could be wrong. Maybe you got the new. Maybe that's slander, and maybe you got the newest. But I, I said I think I. They feel older whenever I get on, and maybe that's just because I'm flying them on crappy routes, and that's why I use them is when I'm doing those routes that nobody else goes. Uh, but I noticed you changed your boarding policy to outside in which i've been a big proponent of back start with the back of the plane move forward so nobody's waiting on somebody to like put their luggage in the overhead while you're trying to get by load it by back of the plane to the front and outside in the window seats back of the plane go first then the middle back of the plane then aisle let's nobody has to wait on anybody then and you just go back and that you the whole plane's filled even though nobody's in their seat 
You don't have to wait for this jackwad in row nine to put him and his wife's luggage in the overhead compartment, and he's 97, so he can't lift it. So then you got to be like, hey, do you need help? You got to set your stuff down, help him with it. And then, oh, it doesn't fit in the overhead because you guys didn't realize the size of this giant, like, what do you got? Your pacemaker in there? You got you got uh, some sort of walking mechanism? The amount of people. <laughs> uh, so I, I big shout out, United. You've done it. I hope it's paying dividends for you. I hope I hope your planes are leaving on time now because people are getting on faster. Now, if we could work on the smell system. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's a late night flight tonight. Got to sit middle seat. That sucks a little bit. But the nice thing is happy to do it. Happy to be home with the family. And, uh, and you know, I got to sleep in my own bed last night, even though it was not a lot of sleep. Not a lot of sleep. Uh I I did the I washed our bed sheets, which by the way, how how often do you think the average American washes or the average person, I guess it doesn't have to be American, average person, but let's just limit it to America so that we all have the same context. How often does the average American wash their bed sheets now? I Sarah stripped the bed sheets yesterday and she's like, "We got to wash them all." And I was like, "Do we?" She's like, "I haven't washed them in a week." Every the average person washes it every week, and I'm like, ooh, I think I think you're giving uh, I think you're giving the public a little too much credit. I've flown with some of these individuals; they stink. I don't think it's a week. And she goes, it's a week. Look it up. And that's the nice thing about smartphones is like, okay, you're gonna talk some trash. Guess what? I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you on it. And boom, every 24.4 days, which might be a hair on the long side you guys i mean i guess i don't know what you're doing in your bed i'm mostly just sleeping in my bed but i notice after after a week or two have gone by i notice that hey hey this this bed smells like hoff which is not a bad smell i mean most days not a bad smell some of you might like it you know i'd probably i'd probably uh i'd probably get row 13 if you're lining us up by smell you know, I'm not the best of the bunch, but I'm I'm fine. I'm usually flying a late night flight. I just showered before because I, you know, I don't want to be gross. So there's something to be said for that. But I'm not wearing any cologne. I'm not giving you a little. I'm not giving you any extras. You just got me in my travel outfit, which is the most comfy outfit you can possibly wear. Anybody that travels in a suit, khaki pants, uh, a dress. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Why are we all? Not, why are we lying to ourselves? Like I think. The people that are like sweatpants, that might be a little far, but I'm like, give me the loosest uh, thread count I pant I own. I've got two. I've got uh, I've got some blue pants that are nice and, and and loose fitting, and I don't have to worry about much, but they keep me warm. And then I've got some brown pants that are like these like stretch jean material kind of, and those are nice and cozy. And then a sweatshirt, boom, sweatshirt. You can, if you get hot, you take it off. It's a pillow. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so I'm coming at you from row 13 on the smell plane. And uh, so I anyway, washed the sheets, didn't uh, put them in the dryer, put them all in the dryer together. And uh, the comforter, the big comforter didn't get dry. So luckily it was a warm enough night in Los Angeles that we didn't need it. But uh, it was still hanging over our little drying rack. 
Uh, and Sarah's like, you got to just put it in the dryer for another, what's another 50 cents? I'm like, ah, it'll be dry by nighttime. And then nighttime came and it wasn't dry. I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, but we got in bed, slept, did all right, but we got kids waking up through the night. And uh, the, the last cry that comes from the five-month-old, we both hear. Most of the time during the night, I don't hear anything. But once the sun's up, I start to hear things. And, uh, and so Sarah and I just end up playing like baby cry roulette where we're seeing how long, at least this is what's happening in my head, is like I'm aware of the cry. I'm 99.9% sure that she is aware of the cry because she hears the ones I don't hear. So of course she's hearing this, but she, at this point she's like, Nick needs to get up for this one. And you know what? A lot of times I'm happy to do it, but almost every time I will wait to see if she's going to. Because sometimes, you know, she's like, oh, I need to feed her. So what's the point of me getting up and waking myself up if she's just going to be fed and gone back to sleep? So there's there's about a 30-second window where we're both awake but not opening our eyes. And we're both like, go get the baby. Just in our head, we're just like, oh, come on. Go get it. Go. You go. Will you go? Honey. Huh? Huh? Will you Will you go? And then this morning... After about 30 seconds, that that was the voice my wife used when she's like, will you get her? Will you go get her? Just, uh. and I was like, well, what do you, uh, okay, <laughs> what do you want me to do with her? Because I, I look at her and she just looks at me and most of the time she's like, well, you're not what I want. You, you don't have my milk source, my milk supply. <laughs> and uh, But I went and I got her and I just kind of like put her in between us in bed, uh, which our two-year-old was already there. Even though he slept in his bed until about 7 a.m. And then he was like, come get me. And then you just put him in, in bed with you. You're like, shut it. I need more <laughs> sleep than this. I know. And he's like, it's morning time. And you're like, the sun is up, but it's not morning time. And then and then you start lying to kids. That's what you do. You start lying. You start saying, he's like, I want toast. And you're like, oh, the toaster doesn't work until 8. Sorry, buddy. That's, that's, that's the way it goes. You're just lying to children so that you can just fake being asleep for the next half hour which by the okay so last night <laughs> last night this is a bit all over the place last night i was playing with the boys we usually like after dinner we brush our teeth and we'll get ready for bed and then uh if i don't have a show that night you know i'll hang out and i'll play and usually it's like some sort of sword fighting whatever and there's multiple variations of it sometimes we're playing he-man and i gotta be the battle cat which means i'm on all fours and they're just riding me around the room with their sword um sometimes i'm skeletor sometimes we're being pirates of the caribbean sometimes we're peter pan and i'm hook uh but last night for whatever i was already tired i thought the whole day i was like i might have to fly out uh and i hadn't changed my flight yet so i had that like looming over me and i was kind of tired and so we're playing swords and one of the boys like slashed me across the stomach and i pretended to be dead now this, I think, <laughs> this is not what I was trying to do, but very quickly I was like, oh, let's see what, let's see what they do if they think I'm actually dead. You know, because their imaginations are great. They think everything that's happening is really happening. So sword fight, he slashes me, maybe I am dead. And I laid down and I just like held still and they're like, hey, 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 dad, dad, what? Oh, he's dead. He's dead. And then Neil, the two-year-old, got like right in my face and kind of squished it. And he's like, 
daddy. And then I hear him go, yep, he's definitely dead. <laughs> and in my head, maybe they know I'm pretending, but also like, do they know I'm pretending? But instantly they're like, okay, well, let's get him on the ship and bury him. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, this is what happens. Like, that's a fantasy. People like want to know what people think of them, how they respond when, you know, everybody I think sort of wants to be at their own funeral so they can see, oh, they really did love me. Look at them. They're weeping at my open casket. Oh, yeah, I knew I knew Betsy always had a crush. And I, now she's showing her true colors now that I'm dead. It's good. Oh, that guy over there, he's laughing. What the hell's his problem? Screw that guy. I always hated that guy, Roger. I love how in my in my head, I, I don't even know Betsy and Roger. Uh, <laughs> but those are the people. Um, and so now, now they're trying to drag me over to one of their beds, which is the boat. And they can't do it. They're trying. They're pulling me in all different directions, which, and and uh, then they get out their doctor kit, and I can hear him like looking for what I think is a stethoscope. I think he's gonna listen for a heartbeat, and he's like, "Here, put these in my ears," and he's getting it all together, and I can feel him like looking for my heart, and he's like, and then all of a sudden I hear him go, "Well, he's definitely breathing." I'll give him a shot in the heart. And all of a sudden I hear him like grab the fake needle and like raise up to jab it. And I'll in my head, <laughs> and this is exactly how it looked, by the way, it looked like Pulp Fiction when they bring Uma Thurman back from the dead by jabbing a needle into her heart, a, an adrenaline needle right into her heart. That's exactly in my head. That's exactly how it looked like he was doing the downward stab motion because it hit me in the chest and I like responded like that because I thought it was going to hurt because <laughs> he's got this hard plastic thing that he He's just like jabbing down upon my chest like a knife. And so I like went like uncontrollably and sat up like it it was exactly how like I wonder (laughs) I wonder if Uma if they're like just surprise her actually come down on her. And so when she thinks you actually stabbed her in the heart with a needle because that's exactly what it looked like. And then they're like, oh, dad, you're alive. I was like, yeah, you guys should have been shedding a few more tears. I feel like feel like somebody should have ran and gotten mommy because it's not out of the realm of possibility that I am playing with you one day and I have a heart attack or I'm playing you with you one day and I like lunge to the side and I hit my head and I'm knocked unconscious. Go get mommy. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see dad's dead. Perhaps we should alert the authorities, but instead they're like, let's get him on the boat and bury him, (laughs) which is exactly how it's going to happen. And that's my fear too. When I leave the house, I've got to do comedy across the country or something and mommy like heaven forbid she catches ill or hits her head on something she's knocked in the kids are going to just be like burying her under their bed rather than picking up her cell phone and calling 911 something that my wife mentioned to me the other day is that we maybe maybe we should uh teach the oldest one, how to use a phone, how to call 911. Like, he knows how to swipe, like, through pictures, and he, he can unlock our phones. But I don't think we've ever taught him about 911. Maybe maybe it's time. At at almost five, is that the time that you teach your kids how to use it? But I don't want him calling it for, no, like, <laughs> Dad spanked me. Call 911. I don't know. What, what age? 
Tell me, guys, what age should I teach my kid? Probably already too late. You probably a lot of you are like the five month old should have a burner phone that she knows how to dial nine one one. She just have to touch it and drool into the speaker and and uh, and it'll call the police. How dare you, Hoff? Um, <laughs> um, yep. So been in Los Angeles for four days. I I want to thank everybody that came out last week and saw me in uh, Bismarck. North Dakota, uh, that was a fun show, interesting show, weird, weird venue, but very cool. Um, and uh, that shows and it was un- unseasonably warm in Bismarck. It was like sixty-five degrees, and I'm like dressed in a winter jacket, thinking, "Oh my God, North Dakota, middle of October, this thing's gonna be freezing." And I land, and it's like really warm. Go pick up my rental car, which I had rented a Jeep because I like like. Not a real Jeep, but like the Jeep Grand Cherokee, like the fake ass Jeep, um, but made by Jeep, <laughs> but not not a Jeep Jeep. You guys get it. Um, I rented that because I was like, I'm going to have to drive from Bismarck to Rochester, Minnesota, middle of October. If it's snowing, I want to be ready for that. So let me get a small SUV so I can do that. And I'm not in just the little Nissan turd that's, you know, got four wheels, but only two of them are filled and, and there's no room for your luggage. You got to throw that on top. Like these little buckets that you get from rental car places. I, I was like, let me let me upgrade from that. And I land, I get my rental car, I go, I'm like, man, it's warm outside. And I get in, I plug in my phone to go to the hotel, like I type it into the GPS, then I plug it in through the through the car's USB port. And, and that way the car takes over and it shows you your map there. And it says it is, uh, it was like 12, 11 or 12 hours to my hotel. And I was like, wait, what? I, I'm in town. How's it 11 hours? Like, is there major, major construction going on? Uh, and I look and I like zoom out on the map and it says I'm just outside of Nashville. And I'm like, what the? It, did I? And I'm looking at it. I'm like, no, it, something's wrong. I typed it in wrong. And I, so I retyped the address. I'm like, Bismarck, North Dakota, this, this hotel, Bismarck, North Dakota, boom. And it's like, nope, 11 hours. You are 45 minutes outside of Nashville. And I'm like, Oh, son of a bitch. Did I did I accidentally is there a Bismarck, Tennessee? And did I accidentally fly there? And now there's a moment of panic where I'm like looking around, I'm like looking at the other license plates, but I'm in a rental car lot, so all the license plates are different. I'm like, oh no. What have I done? And so I'm like, I uh I take it and I'm like, let me type in the uh the uh venue address and I type that in, go. 11 hours i'm like oh son of a bitch this does not look like tennessee but what have i done and finally i'm like let me restart my phone boom open it back up still 11 hours finally i'm like you know what let me just unplug it and then and then see and i unplugged it from the usb uh, connected to the car and then it's like oh it's 14 minutes away I'm like, oh my God, the car. And then I get out and I look at my license plate on the rental car. It's from Tennessee. And there's something screwed up in the car where like its internal GPS said, no, you are 45 minutes outside of Nashville. But for a second there, I was just laying a hot turd inside my cozy airplane pants because I was like, oh no, I'm going to miss this show. And now I'm in Tennessee for no reason. I'm not going to miss this show in North Dakota. I still got to drive my ass 
to uh, Rochester, Minnesota, which is going to be forever. Uh, luckily, crisis averted. Did my show in Bismarck. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for everybody that came out in Rochester. Um, they were light crowds, but they were fun. They, they were a blast to hang out with. Um, and I'd never been to Rochester. I got to see a little bit of downtown. I went out with one of the other comics. He and I went downtown after, after the show on Saturday night and hung out for a minute. And it was weird. People were already dressing up for Halloween, even though we were two weeks out. I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, you know, it's a zombie pub crawl. Like, oh, yeah, college kids. They just, <laughs> this is what they, this is what they do. Any excuse? And hell yeah. I'm sure I did that when I was there. Any excuse to dress up and have fun where it's not just, hey, it's Thirsty Thursday. You know, that's <laughs> that theme uh, that everybody gets into. So that was, that was a good time. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, last last episode, uh, I was talking about uh, productivity and emails. And let me tell you, I was real productive at getting rid of emails. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't. I did some other things. I got some other things accomplished. I wrote some jokes. I did some other things I was supposed to do. But uh, by and large, last week I spent my time parceling down on uh, the on the emails, which I I can't remember what. Let's see, what, did I write it down? Oh, right. last week I had 2,568 unread emails, which is ridiculous. And I think I had something like 4,000 total emails in my inbox. And so I went through systematically. I deleted the stuff I didn't need. And I put a bunch of things into subfolders, you know, and I got organized. I saw some things that, oh, God, I hadn't even addressed that. Let me get back to this person. Let me let me hit up this booker again. Let me talk to this person. Let me re-email my Aunt Glenna. And uh, so all that was good. I'm still working on it, but I've got good news. Here's the email update. In my inbox, I've got one, that's right, one unread email and it's just, it's my Best Buy $5 reward certificate. Actually, <laughs> I don't think I've used it, but... Oh, it expired January 20th, 2018. Damn it. So now what do I... Now here's the question. Old Nick would have saved this and been like, oh, I'll deal with this later. Let me see if I can call them and and uh, still use it. But you know what? $5 is not worth my sanity. Guess what? Here, you're going to hear it right here. Listen, let me put the mic right up to it. Oh, I just deleted my last unread email. Kick ass. Zero unread emails in my inbox. And unfortunately, still 362 emails in there. I still have probably about 30 of them that I need to address, and the rest of them need to be put into subfolders. Uh, I've pretty much deleted everything that needs to be deleted. Uh, the rest of them I can be saved because, what, email gives you an ungodly amount of storage. I don't even know how to see what percentage of storage i've used is it in my settings no uh this is probably unlistenable now uh i don't know what i don't know what my storage capacity is but i'm not there uh, i have got no problem with that i just met somebody the other day that uh says he pays like five bucks a month for email storage i'm like just start deleting emails there's no reason to go over a gig or whatever they give you uh it's probably more than that I mean, I've had this email since 2005, and I don't delete shit, and uh, I haven't even scratched it. So, 
I think, and, and that makes me more productive. And now when emails come in, I deal with them as they come in. It's not such a daunting task to be like, oh, God, screw it. Screw deleting that because uh, who cares? Um, so now I delete them as they come in, which is a real kind of like, it's rewarding. Now I got to probably pick. No, just keep deleting them as they come in. I was going to say, I know some people that are like, they wake up in the morning, they just go through yesterday's emails. But I, things are a little more time sensitive for me. That's a person that uh, people come to him. Uh, he, he doesn't need to go to anybody. I still need to, I still need to appeal to people and, and go to them <laughs> on my hands and knees being like, please, please, will you give me work? Will you, will you think I'm funny, please? Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to be... Now, now that this is under control and I'm going to keep, I'm going to, the goal is to get it down to zero in my inbox, zero. That way when something comes in, boom, deal with it back down to zero. I feel like that's going to be a real freeing feeling. Some of you are probably like Nick, that's how we all do it. Uh, but I bet most of you don't. I bet most of you, your inbox is out of control. Get them under control. You're going to feel better about yourself. It's like doing a budget where you're like, this is how much money I have. This is how much money I got coming in. This is how much we're spending. Dear God, stop spending. <laughs> stop spending, please. Um, so, uh, yeah, email. Do that. And uh, um, hopefully by next week's episode, I'm going to be the happy owner of a zero uh, email inbox. Um other things going on in town. The Lakers are back. They're not back. They, I mean, they're playing, but they're not back. What are they? 0-3? 0-2 at the time of this podcast? I think I, I know for a fact they're 0-2. Uh, or at least they. That, that's what I've seen. Uh, let's see. NBA, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, what are they? Wait. Ooh, they won. They won again. Yeah, they're oh, they're they're one and three as of this podcast. Uh, LeBron's one and three, dude. I'm not as excited as everybody else is now. Granted, having said that, I'm not a huge basketball fan. I'm kind of like a casual observer. I'll catch a game here and there if it's an interesting matchup, like a couple a year, and then I'll watch a bit during the playoffs, and I will watch the finals because I I still like sports and athletics, but um. Yeah, one in three since coming to Lakers. I think he's tarnished. I think he's tarnishing his legacy. In, in my opinion, and now a lot of Laker fans will be like, no, it's, this year doesn't count. But you know what? It does. It does. You're still trying to be the greatest basketball player of all time. And now you're about to have a killer losing season. Like, I, I don't think Michael ever had that. Maybe he did. Maybe he did that. And I'm just being having selective memory. Uh, but I mean, to be one of the greatest of all time and then you're on a crazy losing team. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like it kind of, I know he's getting up there. He's getting a little long in the tooth. He's probably younger than me, but, but I, I, I don't know at this point in your career, you should be just winning. And I know he made that dude, let me, let me stop. And just be like, I know LeBron is one of the greatest of all times. He's a fantastic basketball player. But I don't know. He like This felt like a, a move to Hollywood for the wrong re- like for that reason. But he's not admitting it. If he, was, if, if he was up front about it and be like, hey, I got a couple years left in this league. Let me get my family stable because I'm going to be in the entertainment business moving forward. Makes sense to me. Come on out to Los Angeles Lakers. I, I don't mind that. I like that. But you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go out and play for the Lakers, but I'm not going to admit the rest of that stuff. Like, come on, man. 
come on. Like, if that's the truth, then that's a bad business decision uh, from a basketball standpoint. Uh, because if you're going to lose like this, then I don't think that's good for your career. I don't. I don't. I If he has a huge losing season, if they, let's see, they play 82 games. If they only win, like, right now he's won one-fourth of their games. So if he only wins, like, 20-some games this year, I'm going to look at that and be like, oof, that didn't look good. That's like Jordan when he's with uh, Washington. It's like, wait, was he? Yeah, well, he was with the Wizards. They're not the Wizards anymore. They're the Bullets? Am I crazy? Oh, God, this thing... This thing became a turd. Let me look. Here, Washington, real fast. Washington, they're still the Wizards. They were the Bullets? Is somebody the Bullets? Or no, that's too controversial of a name. We can't be the Bullets. We cannot. People die from Bullets. They could not be just this fast thing. I mean, the Miami Heat, people die from heat. Heat exhaustion. You got Orlando Magic. They're going to throw a curse on you. Hornets, people are allergic to Hornets. Atlanta Hawks. I once had a neighbor who had a hot coat through a window. I'm very offended, very upset by that. Memphis Grizzlies, people die from Grizzlies. Bullets? Come on. Washington Bullets is way better than the Wizards. Wizards sounds like somebody that would play against the Harlem Globetrotters. Washington Wizards. That's a, But luckily, that's not the dumbest name in basketball. Hold on. Oh, wait. Where are they? Where are there? They are New Orleans Pelicans. You goof turds. Why would you name your NBA team the Pelicans? That is such a soft, stupid name. New Orleans Pelicans, dude. New Orleans is so much cooler than that. You could come up with a million different names. <laughs> come on. I know jazz is already taken by who said it. It was uh, the movie Basketball for the guys from South Park. And they said they moved to Utah where they don't allow music. Uh, that's an underrated movie. Basketball. I mean, it is a stupid movie for sure, but very funny. Like I love, <laughs> I love their understated like, Hey, we're here for the party. We uh, we graduated with uh, Mindy, and the dad's like, "You guys graduated?" And the, of course, we graduated. Cock beer, just the sl- uh, and the guy that played Squeak. What a funny dude! I, I never see that guy in anything anymore. Maybe that was the perfect role for him. Maybe he's one and done, or maybe he's a great working actor and he's listening to this podcast, going, "Hoff, what the hell? Give me a little credit. I was I was uh, in the uh, the latest season of The Walking Dead." I got my head smashed in by Negan. <laughs> Whoever the hell that guy was, that was a perfect role for him. Oh, just got a new email, uh, and I don't need it. Delete it. Booyah! Back down to zero on red. Oh, I'm loving it. Uh, uh, so, LeBron, I, I, listen, man, if you're a proud subscriber of the Hoffcast, uh, I get it. Just, Just admit it. Just admit why you came here. Just tell us, listen, I came because I for the fame. I came for the fame. That's all you got to say, and I get it. Just be honest about it. That's all you got to do, and I get it, and I'm going to love you way more than this fake charade you've got going of, like, bring glory to the Lakers. The Lakers don't need glory. The Lakers don't need it. Have you been to that building? They got things up in the rafters. They don't need, they don't need your glory. I loved what you did with Cleveland. You 
putting them on the map. Now I just saw the other day there were tickets were going for two dollars because you left you left the city in disarray. And I know. Wait, why does why does their schedule say zero and four now? Why does it say that they haven't won a game yet? It, now now it looks like they're zero and four. What did what did I miss? Their last five, they lost to Brooklyn. What was I looking at? Oh, oh, I'm looking at the Cavs. The Cavs are 0-4. See? In disarray. He's not doing anything for the Lakers, and he screwed over the Cavs. The Cavs are 0-4. $2 tickets. Come on, LeBron. Go back. Go back home. <laughs> Again, so they can unburn your jerseys for the second time. Um, and, and in Los Angeles, we got more exciting things happening anyway. This is the World Series is going on. Game 3 is coming back to L.A., they're down 0-2. They lost last year to the Houston Astros. They've been in the the World Series now two years in a row, and it looks like they're going to lose two years in a row. It's great to be there, but ooh, that's heartbreaking. You're, you're encroaching now on Bills territory, the 0-4 Super Bowl Bills of the 90s. So uh, I, don't, I don't really watch baseball. I, do, I barely even watch the World Series. Like, I'll... I'll tune in for game four if it's going to be a sweep i'll tune in for game five six seven if they're if those games exist like i'll have it on in the background like that kind of thing people that live and die by every pitch there are 162 games in every baseball season you don't need that much baseball uh now having said that i would love to see this thing go to a game seven that's exciting athletics to me is when something goes to a game seven even if you don't have a dog like i don't have a dog in this fight i suppose the Dodgers are my, like, that's the team I've been to the most home games. That's, I you know, if I'm going to a game, I'm going to a Dodger game. So, I you know, it's fun to see them do well, but I'm not going to sit there and watch 162 games plus playoffs every single year. Uh, but that's exciting for some people. If your team's in it, if you're from Boston, you're excited. If you're a Dodger fan, you're excited. So, you know what, LeBron, we've got exciting things happening here. It's not... It's not La Bron, as they're saying now here in L.A. Isn't that clever? They put the L.A. in front of Bron, and it's La Bron. <laughs> so stupid. Instead of LeBron, which it is lame. Um, oh, that was that was a lame joke. And on that note, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna bow out of this thing. I think we've we've reached our quota. I don't want to bore you guys to death, and I'm still getting back into the swing of things with this. Uh, but I, you know what? I got some messages from people who were like, hey, glad the Hoffcast is back. Keep it going. We love listening. So I'm I'm excited to be back with it. And I've got I've got guests lined up that I just haven't haven't been able to link up schedules, but uh but the, once those podcasts are out, I'll be able to release them as they come in. So uh stick around and uh you know what? Uh let's try this. Maybe you guys are getting sick of me saying it. Hey buddy, what's your name? Indiana. Should people subscribe to my podcast? Yes. Okay, so tell people, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> He's got free kids. Do the right thing. That's right. A little guilt trip. <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys will do the right thing. Subscribe. Tell your neighbor. Keep listening. And give it the five stars, you guys. Uh, this is a great way to keep in touch with you guys. And I love the feedback. I love you guys are, you know, some of you are sending me text messages. Some people send me an email. Some people hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That I love that kind of stuff. Give me the feedback because I can make this exactly the show that you guys want it to be um, with a little bit of tweaking, you know. So let me know 
if there are things you're like, hey, Hoff, that rant you went on about uh, pretending you're dead in front of your kids, not really a fan of that. Get rid of it. Uh, and that's fine. And I will. You know, sometimes. Sometimes I still just want to talk about things. But, um, yeah, uh, this weekend... Friday, I'm at the Tibby Theater in Tibby Island, Georgia. That's just right over there by Savannah. So if you guys are in the area, come on out. Or if you know anybody in that area, say, hey, Hoff's the guy to go see. Uh, I think tickets are still available for both of these shows. On Saturday, I'm at Friendship Coffee um, on Wilmington Island, Georgia. So come out to those shows. They're going to be fun. I'm there with Colin Moulton, very funny dude and Georgia native. Uh, I've worked with him a handful of times. He's fantastic. So come out, see those shows, and then next weekend I'm in San Diego, and the weekend after that I'm in the prestigious Big Bear Comedy Festival in Big Bear, California, which is a cool thing because it's by invite only. You can't, it's one of the comedy festivals you can't even apply to. You can't, you can't pay a fee to, to see if you can be a part of it. They just ask you. Uh, if they like you. So that was an honor to be asked, and I'm happy to happy to go do that. So if you're in San Diego next weekend, check out my calendar, nickhoff.com, uh, for all tour dates and tickets. And, uh, you know, give this thing a five-star review. S- say hi to me on social media or out at the shows in the real world. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. He's got three kids doing the right thing.